this time on Matters. I say goodbye to my little man. All that and more on this episode of, I can't say exciting, Matt. You know I can't say exciting. It's okay. Uh, On this episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the power of the internet is my good friend and best friends in the whole wide world. It's Matt Rose. <laughs> I forgot the intro. It's been it's okay. It's been a while. It's it's been a minute. It's been too long. It's been too long, my friend. It has. How are you? Yeah. How are you in this 80th week of of lockdown? Not the best. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, aside from the being stuck in the house for, you know, two weeks at a time, like, you know, I go out once every two weeks to do grocery shopping. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a, a more stressful event than anything because, you know, you're you're trying to avoid everybody. You're dodging you know, germs, like, baby. You're dodging. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep 12 feet minimum. <laughs> Although I did find a good way. When you are waiting in line and someone is too close to you in the back to get them to back up without ever saying a word. This couple, when I was in line at Whole Foods, they were not respecting the six feet. They were like, I could have turned around and and touched them. Uh, So I just pulled out my knife and I started trimming. Like there were some loose threads (laughs) on my bag that I brought with me. And so I just started trimming them. And then when I walked to the next thing, they did not follow me. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like, hey, yeah. how about some distance? Yeah. How about how about not getting within six feet? Aside from the, you know, being stuck in my house with, you know, not much, uh, not much to do aside from play video games and, and watch TV, which we'll get to eventually. You know, my my vacation to Peru will I will have to call to have my tickets canceled if they have not already been canceled soon, which really stinks because I was really looking forward to going to Peru in May. But also, I I had to put one of my cats to sleep, and it was terrible. Yeah, I found out, and I was like, oh, God, come on, not funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. He, uh, Ralphie was, was, a, he was a, he was a good boy and, you know, I got him when he was a kitten. I know. He was a seven, he was a seven months old. You know, he used to. Ah, oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, he uh, he just on last Monday uh, he started acting funny at night. It's so weird. It was like and crazy fast. He was he was fine the night before. You know, I mean, he was playing. He was doing all the stuff he normally does, but. Monday night, you know, I, after I got done, because I, I had finished um, The Silence of the Lambs that Sunday, 
um, like reading the book. Oh, okay. And I was so like, I had the Criterion Collection that I hadn't watched yet, uh, and so I was waiting until I finished the book to uh, to rewatch the movie. So I got done watching the movie, and for most of it, Ralphie had been down by my feet on mm-hmm. the couch, but maybe three quarters of the way through the movie, he just, he got up and he walked away, which was not uncommon, you know, but when I went looking for him, he was sitting by the litter box, which is never a good sign that a cat sits by the litter box. I did not know that. They usually just do their business and get as far away from it as they can. Yeah. When, when they are sitting right by the litter box, it's, I think it's usually a sign that they're having trouble going to the bathroom. Hmm. Um, which he was, but I didn't know. And he just, he wasn't himself. Like you'd, you'd pet him. Like usually when you pet a cat and you move your, your hand along their back and it gets to like their, you know, their butt, they'll put their butt up. Yep. And he was just sitting there. Like a It's kind of like he was in a daze. Like a goddamn dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dogs will put their butt up. I know. <laughs> but no, he was just not. Not himself. Not himself. And so, you know, I got kind of worried. So I called my girlfriend, who also has cats. And, you know, she was, she agreed that he didn't seem himself. And, you know, his face was was a little different. So, you know, the next morning I, I called my vet and I, you know, I wanted to make sure, like, I could I could bring him in, which I could. But I had to drop him off, you know, at the at the front door. Right, and that's the same thing Jen Hansen had to do with her pet. Yeah, with, with neighbors. So I dropped him off, and he was so dehydrated they couldn't get a vein. So they had to give him subcutaneous fluids, which basically just means they stick a needle in his skin, and they inject water, and the body just absorbs the, the liquid. But eventually they were able to get his fluids up enough where they could take a urine sample and a blood sample, but they couldn't even get a urine sample out of him. Right. He was so dehydrated and his, a cat's normal temperature, you know, there 98.6 is 101 and Ralphie was 94. Whoa. So he was, he was hypothermic. And so they, they did an x-ray and they, you know, they did a lot of the results and none of them were good. And so the the x-ray technician said, well, not the technician, the radiologist, uh, said that it looked like Ralphie had cancer or there was a blockage that had ruptured and he had sepsis. Oh, jeez. Oh, so... We, I got to transfer him to Blue Pearl uh, Animal Hospital in Southfield, and they they stabilized him, and then they did an ultrasound, and the the radiologist was correct on every front. He had cancer that caused a hardening of the intestinal wall, which then ruptured, which then became so they said that they could not recommend 
any other course of action uh, other than humane euthanasia. Oh. Oh, and so I waited in my car for two plus hours while they did all the tests and all that. And then, you know, they, they said that they couldn't stop me from being in the room, like the operating room when they gave him the shot, but that they were asking people not to, but they let me say goodbye to him. No. That's a tough one. Jesus Christ. I don't think I could be in the room. So, I... um, well, I was when I had to put Romeo to sleep. Yeah. But with Ralphie, I felt really bad because Ralphie wasn't himself where Romeo. All the way to the I... end was Romeo. Yes. He was, he was just getting sicker and sicker. And I didn't want to see him start to suffer, but he was still Your definitely yeah. himself. But Ralphie just wasn't. And I, I called my girlfriend. Like we had like a, you know, I called her on WhatsApp and we video chatted. So she got to say goodbye to him too, but it really just wasn't the same. And I, I don't really know if he knew what was going on. I mean, I just feel terrible because his last day was spent getting poked and prodded by strangers. And then, you know, his, his exit was with a stranger. But the next day he came home in a little box. I was really shocked at how quickly the crematorium got him back to me. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. It was the next morning. Like I was really not expecting that, but I mean, you know, something that's nice that the hospitals and the vets do aside from coordinate that whole thing so that you don't have to, they will take an imprint of their paw. No. Oh. So I have an imprint, I have an ink imprint of Romeo's paw and I have an actual foam imprint of, um, of Ralphie's paw, but Ralphie was really young. Was, I would, he was, he was only seven years old. I was going to say he's like seven, right? Yeah. Where, where Romeo was like eight or nine and even he was, was too young for renal failure. And the vet said, you know, this is really young. This is just a fluke. But, you know, my vet called the next day and said that they they heard from the hospital about Ralphie and they were very sorry. The hospital called and said, you know, they were very sorry. The the crematorium is, uh, I, call, I think they're called Faithful Companion. No, um, that's nice. They they also you know said, said they were sorry, but I think it's just so f- it's awful all the time, and it's extra awful now. Yeah, because it's like, where am I going? I'm not. I can't even get out of here. Yeah, 
I, I, you know, that was really weird to be out and to be out for that. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's hard to figure out if the cats really know, you know, I think, I think one of the hardest things to deal with was when I got home with an empty carrier because Patty and Selma walked up to it and they were looking for Ralphie. Oh man. So that, so made they made feel, it like, yeah, really terrible. <laughs> but Selma doesn't seem like she notices too much. I'm not really sure what Patty knows, but Patty, I don't know. I guess she seemed a little different. She seems like she's a little more aggressive with Selma. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to remind them that they are siblings, but she, you know, at one minute she'll be like getting a lot closer to her and sniffing. And then all it takes is like one of them raising an ear and then it's just, <laughs> it's, I hope that they start getting along because it's, it's going to be a long rest of the year if that's the case. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I've had two friends also recently who lost their dads. Yeah. Like within within a month, two of my friends lost their dads. And, you know, it, it sucks that they can't have, you know, the traditional funeral. I mean, like the family itself can get together for a gathering of under 10. But, you know, a lot of people now who are having serious health issues go to the hospital and they no longer get priority, you know, it really, it really sucks. And to sit there and think, would he have gotten better treatment if this wasn't going on, you know, that yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible way to you know, basically go the rest of your life thinking, you know, could my, could my dad, could my mom, could my wife or husband have made it if this wasn't happening? It really stinks. But we are still alive. Yes, we are. We're still here. Still How are here. you, man? <laughs> you know what? I'm fine. All in all, I'm fine. It, it is over here. Like Monday of this week felt okay. Everything's okay. This is just kind of the new normal. I'm just doing it. All right, let's do it. Let's get to it. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I was like, "Fuck this! I'm done with this." <laughs> oh, you know, like I, I I want to leave the back. I want, but then like today was better. But I, I a, a part that's just kind of just we're dealing with, and Catherine and I have talked about this is that. Daniel Tiger has become a babysitter because both of us are still trying to do our full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So then I'll be on a call over here and I'll, I'll just look over and there she is. And I mean, she still loves it. I mean, she meaning she's totally, I don't know if she loves it or not. What I do know is that she's entranced by it and mm-hmm. likes, and likes watching it and is upset when she's not watching it. Well, I would I would go out on a limb and say that that means that she does love it. Yeah. Because if she didn't, she would want to do something else. Yes. 
Is that Patty? Uh, this is indeed Patty. Selma, you can always tell because she's got the white spot <laughs> above her lip. That's that's literally how I remembered. Because when I first got them, you know, they're both tuxedo cats. Right. And so I, I, I had to struggle to tell the difference between the two of them. And then finally I was like, all right, Selma has the spot and the high socks. So that's how I can tell. So, yeah, Patty does not have those. Well, Patty was mean mugging me there. She was giving me the business. Oh, she she mean mugs everybody, man. She's a bitch. <laughs> I love her. But, I mean, like, as far as everything goes, she is the least friendly of the cats. <laughs> she had something to say about that, I guess. But, I mean, it, honestly, we we've not had an issue getting food. We've not had an issue getting, you know having i I've, i think i said it either last week or the week before but like it, it's truly a blessing for her to only be two you know because if she was three or four and able to understand a little bit more having to explain a virus and that people are dying and this is serious and this is why we're home would be a lot harder i think whereas yeah, like right n- so. whereas like right now it's just the park is sick you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Like, there's, yeah. there isn't a need for more explanation than the park is sick. Or, you know, it's not like we were going out every day anyway. It's still the same things of us taking a walk. It's just that the park is sick. So that's easier, you know. But if she were, like, four or five, where she would kind of be in that preschool age or maybe doing a little bit more... Catherine and I haven't necessarily talked about this, but at some point we may be like, yeah, we're going to do preschool or we're going to do daycare just to kind of get her around more kids. You know, whereas like Brian Lark's uh, son is like, I miss my friends. You know, he's he's like a year older than than Rosemary. And I think same with uh, PJ's uh, Fletch, his son. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I miss my friends. And it's like, that's harder to explain. It's like... It is. Yeah, it's absolutely. You know, so I think Catherine and I both go through stages of of stir craziness. Like, I'm probably the more inside kid of the two of us. So I'm like, (laughs) put me in a basement. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. I've got my Xbox. (laughs) I've got my computer. I've got my phone. I've got, you know, but at... But even me, I'm like, uh, how many times can I stare at the same shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe me, I get it. I have found that one thing I've been distracting myself with is baking because, for one, like I can't just go to the store and get bread whenever I want. Right. But also, I'll sit there and I'll think, you know, I've got that box of cake mix that I have not used and I want to use it before it goes bad. <laughs> so, you know, I made I made cake two weeks ago and I made brownies last week. And I don't know what I'm going to make this upcoming week. Yeah, not letting things go I, bad right now is like my number one priority. It's like using everything that we bought, using everything we have. You know, like I have, I've really enjoyed cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I would like to branch after this branch out a little bit more, but I think what I've really been able to kind of prove out is like, realistically, if I get home at 
five to five thirty in the future, like we can home cook a meal every day. Yeah. You know, because I'm making stuff. Especially if you have stuff prepped before. Right. I mean, I'm not making terribly complicated things, but like today, you know, I, I made a pork dish in the Instant Pot. It's like green chilies, yeah. pork chunks, and pork chunks. I want some pork chunks. <laughs> Pour yourself a glass of pork chunks. Um, but, you know, it's like potatoes, carrots, green chilies. And, and pork in the Instapot for 45 minutes. And it's freaking delicious. Yeah. And you put some rice in it. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's hearty. Good. And I mean, you can eat off of it for a couple days after. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah, that's what we need to just kind of regularly do. Yeah. I have put my food, like, whenever I make a meal, because I make meals every Sunday for the rest of the week, or until it runs out anyway. I've enjoyed putting them on Instagram because, you know, I have other friends that, like, have the same dietary restrictions. And yeah. also, you know, I have some friends who are always interested in trying other stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of fun to put the stuff on there and, and see what people think, you know, and, and they ask, like, how do you do this or how do you do that? And this past week, I got to tell you, Matt. I made lasagna Ooh. and it turned out perfectly. Like everything worked. Everything was like, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. There were no soloists in this, uh, in this lasagna symphony. It was just the chorus working together where, yeah, like the, I made the sauce, the filling and the ricotta herb Dakota, uh, separately, the sauce, really simple, you know, just basically it was just tomatoes and garlic and shallots and then the herbs. God, I love shallots. Uh, oh, shallots. Uh, dude, I'm keeping shallots in business, man. <laughs> I, I would, geez, I think I used at least three shallots in it and then, you know, onions and celery and, and garlic and all that. I used a lot of garlic in this, but I am by myself. So whatever <laughs> but everything just turned out so great and the herbed ricotta is really that really makes it <laughs> i gotta say because <laughs> you just like you take you know your container and you uh you mix in garlic like minced garlic minced shallot and then um you mince some thyme some parsley and some basil mix it all together and then that's just what you put, you know, in the, the layer of ricotta or layers if you have more than I did. Oh, man, is that good? <laughs> Let me tell you, that really... That really punched trick. it up. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, I was telling Catherine about this before, that I have a cookbook that is from uh, Tal Ronan, who owns Crossroads in L.A., um, which is a famous vegan restaurant in uh, in LA. Okay. And his cookbook uh, goes over like a lot of their their more popular recipes and stuff. And one of the things was their lasagna. I knew how to make lasagna before, but I used his recipe, and that's where the herb ricotta came from. And I was like, oh See, man, that sounds awesome. Herb ricotta. That's the stuff. Oh man, if if you are in the mood to make 
lasagna. I cannot recommend that enough. <laughs> yeah, the the filling that uh, that I made for it was really good. But just like I said, you know, everything worked together so well that I was I was sad when I saw how fast it was going. <laughs> you know, like every every day for for lunch, I'll look at it and I'll I'll like do the math in my head of how long it's going to last me. And it's like, well, should I should I eat that second piece today? Or should I, should I wait? Yeah, it's it, it it's good. I can't I, I I have my meal for this week planned out, like for this next upcoming week, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> it is not going to be as exciting. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we take a break, and uh, yeah. we'll be back with more matters after this. No possessions to call your own. matters you reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week i'm kind of locked and loaded with daniel tiger my friend that guy and me (laughs) roll hard in the streets um (laughs) i will say this it was very funny the other day we went out for a walk and there was a family that rosemary has played at the park with and she was like friends i was like yes little one and um (laughs) we were talking at a distance with them and, you know, the parents were, you know, they had two boys and we had Rosemary and they're like, how are you guys doing? We told them and we we're like, how are you, you know, you're doing parent shit. And I go, yeah. you know, we're just watching more Daniel Tiger than I ever need to see in my life. And she goes, I love Daniel Tiger. You know, my son sings these at preschool, the songs from there, and it really helps the other kids. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I've now watched there's like 15 seasons but only the first few it's only the first few seasons that have more than 10 episodes the back half is all like four or five um okay so it's not like hundreds of episodes i'd say it's probably like so it's like it's like a british tv show right (laughs) exactly i would say it's like 70 80 and i've probably seen like 50 60 of them oh wow okay i've seen a lot of them um but like every single one teaches a lesson. So like, you know, she's been hitting us a lot. So even watching the hitting one more often, like that gets put into the rotation. The potty ones are in rotation. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. So, I mean, say what I will, but it could be so much worse. You know, we've talked to our friend Jay and he says that he said that like when they, when his daughter got older, she watched nothing but Cars 2. And I'm like, mm-hmm. as bad as Daniel Tiger can be after like five episodes in a row, I can still... Doesn't have Mater. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can still come back down the next morning and be 
like, okay, let's watch an episode we haven't seen in like five days. And I'm like, okay. But she'll like sing the, the songs is, and it's very cute. The, the funny thing is that I can remember when Lily was going through the Cars 2 phase. <laughs> because like Janice would be like, I have seen more Cars 2 than I ever thought I like than I ever needed to. Like you didn't need to ever see it, in my opinion. But <laughs> right. Cars one I saw it was, it was cute. It's it was, yeah, no, I liked Cars One. I mean it was a Pixar movie, you know, it was entertaining. Uh but like when I saw the plot for two, I was like, no, I'm good. What's the plot <laughs> for two? Special Agent Car. Special like it's like a James Bond spy thing where I was like No thanks. No, come on. Okay, guys. He's a car. <laughs> yeah, he's. I don't. I don't know how you would do any of that stuff. So we're. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So I can tell you, aside from you know, like the the cooking and and baking and stuff that I that I mentioned earlier, um, I and you have gone nuts with season 20 diablo 3 man <laughs> yes. we are yes. we are deep in yeah this is this is the farthest i have ever gone in a season and i think it's the same for you and the same for jay if i'm not mistaken that uh yeah i have i have never been close to f- like paragon 500 and coming up on it today so yeah been playing a lot uh but i also started playing a game that is free to play uh that's called path of exile that is a diablo yes i have heard of this game it is different it is much different than three it is closer to two but the skill tree is way different and as you progress, it, it, this game definitely is a game where the gear makes you. Um, so you will uh, acquire some gear, right? And you have to use a scroll of knowledge to to find out what it is. And they have you know stuff that's kind of uh, similar scheme to diablo where you have a standard item you have a magic item then you have a rare item and legendary etc etc yeah i i haven't gotten that far to get a legendary or anything like that but the thing that sets it apart is that the way you get your spells are gems the gems will have a spell on it and you socket it and there's green blue and red and then you will have armor that's got two red and a blue or two green and a red. And you socket it and you've got both active and uh, complementary gems. So you'll have, oh, geez, one of them is called Ground Slam, right? Uh, and then you'll have one that modifies Ground Slam that you socket with Ground Slam. And then that either amplifies it or turns it into something even more like ground slam with fire or with electricity or something. It's fun. I like it. And you can kind of like in Diablo three, you can get like legendary potions. Okay. You, you can do the same thing uh, where you can get a 
a, a container for your mana, right? Where the, the mana uh, restores 50% faster or gives you whatever. And so you only have five slots for potions, but there's mana, there's health, there's a combo, and then there's even other ones, like one of them makes you faster. So I don't know if you remember in Diablo 2, where you yeah. could run until your stamina went down. Yeah. Same thing here, where you would, you would use this potion and it would make you faster for, let's say, 40 seconds. But I'm, I'm, I got to the second act, and I... I would say that I actually like it. I like the game. It's it's fun to play. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a dungeon crawler. It's doing the same thing over and over and over, killing lots of stuff. But it's cool to see as as you go up a lever, level, all your gems go up a level. Oh, that's really cool. So, you yeah, you get to keep upgrading your gems, too. So, you know, in Diablo, where if you got a marquee emerald when you level up it doesn't go to the next level of gem but as you keep fighting and you keep getting more experience once your gem gets close to upgrading uh you'll start to see a little counter in the side with your gem and the closer it gets the closer it gets and then it turns into the plus and you can upgrade that gem it's i like it the skill tree is insane just like wolfson has like a really crazy skill tree. This is where you would really get interesting builds. Like this is one. Like, do you remember when when you would play Diablo two and it would be like you always knew which skills you were gonna pick because you liked using those skills, right? Like when I would play Necromancer, fucking corpse explosion is where I was going. And then, you know, getting uh, like golems, like the, the having the golem hierarchy go up until you got like, God, what was it, like an iron golem or blood golem or something? That was always what I was, was aiming for. But there are builds that I didn't even know about. I had never even heard of these things. <laughs> and like people really got into it. And so, you know, I have uh, Median XL. And people still play the Diablo yeah. 2, but this mod of Diablo 2 that like, yes. is really cool. Uh, that was a big complaint about 3 because it was on servers. They couldn't mod it. They couldn't. The community couldn't do more mm-hmm. with the game. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't fix the bugs <laughs> and, you know, the quality of life stuff. And then, uh, the, I mean, it opened with a live auction house and people hated that uh, yeah yeah like but can you imagine if you spent 20 dollars on gear for diablo 3 no i cannot i cannot in any way <laughs> like, no yeah i will pass <laughs> i will pass forever oh boy well anything else Maddie? Uh, I, uh, I started reading a book, um, that I've had for years, but I never got around to reading. It is a collection. It is called the book of Cthulhu. Ooh. And it is a collection of short stories written by people that either wrote short, short stories or contributed stories to the like continuation of the mythos of Cthulhu and the elder gods. 
And I have to say that the first story that I'm reading, I'll tell you the name of it, uh, Andromeda Among the Stones, is actually very interesting and very well written. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward. Uh, this was um, a book that I got at Barnes & Noble where they, they released a lot of anthologies like this, where their first anthology that I got from them was called The Living Dead. And it was great because it was all these different takes on, on zombie stories. Uh, and so one day I went to Barnes & Noble. Um, this was like right after Borders went under. Uh, and I just needed a bookstore to go to. And I saw that The Living Dead and The Book of Cthulhu were right next to – or The Living Dead 2 and uh, Cthulhu were right next to each other. And I was like, yoink, yoink. And the thing is the books are not expensive. Like let me – See how much this retails for. Fifteen ninety nine, Matt. Look how big this book is. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is. Oh, well, well, I'm sure pages. that book has been repressed a trillion times. Five hundred and twenty three pages, and you know, not to say that I'm old, but the type is larger, <laughs> so it is easier for an old person like myself to read. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's good so far. I'm looking forward to reading the rest of it. That's awesome. I, after I read uh, Silence of the Lambs, um, you know, I kind of wanted to read another book. And since I wasn't able to ever get Red Dragon because it, again, got canceled on me, Ugh. I decided that I would, I would forego the Red Dragon and go straight to the Elder God Cthulhu. So that is what I did. I will tell you that my wife is tearing books up. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She's, like, she, Catherine is a reader. Yeah, she's a voracious reader. And like, uh, you know, I'll look, I'll look at, uh, you know, our Apple accounts are, it's a family plan and it'll be like, new book, new book, new book. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. But I mean, I never get upset at reading. Like, come on. That's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like the stupidest thing to get upset about. How dare you read? That's something <laughs> that mean, my dad getting, would get upset about. Unless she's getting about. like really expensive old books that you can't actually read. <laughs> yeah. No, she's getting them all on her phone. Oh, cool. She prefers like physical books. Um, Me but, too. But right now it's just get it fast and don't bother Amazon or anybody like let yeah. them ship the things that are actually important. Like we've used Amazon a couple times, but most everything has been for baby wipes, um, baby lotion and ointments and things like that. So I got some food. Yeah. Like some stuff that I couldn't get in stores. I, I, I got, but that's, that's pretty much it. And you know, I bought a t-shirt and a CD from anxious and angry, but they shipped it to the post office. It's been wild. It's been wild. Well, yeah. You can get in contact with us at MattersPod on Twitter. I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. And we will catch you on the next episode of Matters. Matters. The stream. <laughs> I'm not all states. <laughs> Matt, his name is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.
You can get in contact with us at Matt Noss on Twitter. Is that how we can get a hold of us? I'm looking at you. <laughs> I am at Cruddy Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. And we are at Matters Pod on Twitter uh, and Facebook. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to do this show anymore, Maddie. But no, it's okay. I, I I I find myself struggling to remember. I was really counting on you. So. <laughs> you can get in kind even WNBC. NBC. NBC. 